Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Hello, my friend. Howdy. How are you doing, Bren? I'm good, Stan. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. So, you know, it, it's funny. It, it, we've done a number of these episodes and it dawned on me that I kind of assumed that everyone is up and running on Sales Navigator. And that is not the best assumption because I realized we never talked about here's how you actually get started on Sales Navigator. Yeah. And I realized that not only may there be some listeners who are just getting started on Sales Nav, but there may be people who uh, maybe didn't get the best onboarding or maybe they came into a company that was using Sales Nav and you know they were just told, hey, start using this and no one ever told them, here's what you need to do to get off to a good start. Right. So I thought it would be great if we could could just talk about some basics of, hey, here are a few simple things to do to get started with Sales Nav. I love it. So what what's our first one? So the first one is is persona. And I believe it's it's singular in Sales Nav, although we always say personas because we're, you know, you can create up to five of them. Now in Sales Nav, does it say actually persona? No, so so I would naturally say persona for singular and plural, but sales navigator says personas. Yes. Okay. And identifying leads that match your ideal buyer by defining your personas. But I would argue that the plural of persona is persona. But we're gonna let that one go. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of like deer. There are a few. There are a few words like that that get to be confusing. Hi, hey, Yvonne. Yvonne Ribeiro has stopped by the house. Glad to have her. I sell social. Um, yes. Okay. So let, let's talk about setting up persona. Now we've talked about persona before, but first, why do you think it's so important that that's the first thing we do? There are a couple of things. Number one, it forces you to think about who your ideal customer profile is. Now, realize, again, that's one of those things that a lot of people take for granted. But oftentimes when I'm having conversations with people and I say, okay, let's, would you describe your ideal client profile? You know, who are you looking for in terms of whether it be geography, title, um, seniority level, et cetera, industry. And there's a silence. And they think, yeah. you know, I hadn't really thought about that. I so, sell to everyone. Uh, yes, yes. Anyone whose check is good. So 
so number one, it forces people to, to think about those. But number two, it allows you to set up four very basic filters that which we've got function, title, uh, geography, and third one is, I believe, seniority. Oh, that's the one I always blank on. Uh, yes. Um, we have, uh, you know, we should, I should have, so yeah, function, seniority level, current job title, and geography. Yep. Yep. And I don't know what, what it is about seniority that I don't like, because for some reason, I remember all the others, but that one, maybe I'm wondering, okay, well, okay, I understand why it's there, but just the same. So you've got those four very general filters mm -hmm. and so it gives you a starting point the other thing is and Bryn this is one thing you brought to my attention that's really good is when you're on an account page particularly mm -hmm. with large companies the ability to just click the drop down select a persona that you've mm -hmm. already defined helps you find the people that you're looking for within those big organizations super quickly. Yeah, which is interesting because this is where I'm going to say be slightly um, cognizant of. When you choose geography in your persona, that could significantly limit the people that are coming up in your list. So if you are going after a particular company, that doesn't have anyone in the geography. Maybe the company is in the geography, but if that person is not in the geography, that filter and persona can really um, throw your search. So I'm pretty careful. I do not use persona at all, and even though it's a filter in the regular search. I only mm -hmm. use it in accounts. Um, but you're right. It does help you to start thinking about how to use that. But um, I really tend to go with seniority level and or job title. Even function, I typically don't use. So that's just me and how I use it. Um, job title, if I know all the job titles that I'm going after, like director of sales, VP of sales, chief revenue officer, like I know generally the titles of the people that I want to talk with. So for me, adding function or seniority level is not necessarily important. Yep, understood, understood. And in, in other scenarios, if, if you are addressing an audience where there are multiple titles mm -hmm. and you may not know what all of them are, well, then you may want to experiment with function. But if you know, okay, this this yeah. is the title set that I'm looking for, then. And you can create two persona. So you could do one that's all titles and one that's function and seniority. And you can play around and see which one matches what you're looking to achieve. Great. Yep. Perfect. So one of the things that just to keep in mind with, with Sales Navigator is uh, play with it. See yeah. what works for you. See what brings you back the best results. Don't get stuck on just, okay, I, this is my search and that is it. Mm -hmm. Experiment with it because there are things like what Bryn just mentioned about geography. 
in personas where you may be wondering, well, why are there so few results coming back? And you're pulling your hair out saying, I know there are more people than this. So that's why we say play with it and, and get to understand how it works a little bit. So we've got the broad persona. And what, what is nice about it is you can just easily add it to things like when you're an account page. But Bryn mentioned, hey, when, when I really want to drill down in a search, yeah. I'm not using persona. Okay. We've got all these different search filters. I forget there. I think there are over 30 for leads and something like 14 or 15 search filters for, for account. accounts. And so you have the opportunity to be much more granular in your searches. And the next thing we're going to talk about is a term that you probably coined this one because I've never heard anyone else talk about first base. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> so, yeah, so we start with our base search, then we have first base searches and second base searches. I like baseball. What are you going to do? So, um, yeah, so your base search, go through, and there are a lot of filters. I'm going to talk about a couple, and then you can talk about a couple that you like. But you want to create a base search. Now, I'm going to say something that people don't take advantage of is the pin filter. So when you click on your lead search, it's going to take you into all of the filters on the left-hand side. You'll see a big blank area that says apply filters to find leads. There is a pin filters at the bottom. Now, every single time that I'm working with a client, I say every single time, but when I'm really in creating these searches, the first thing we do is we click on the pin filters and that brings up a pin next to every single filter. What I recommend is that you go through each of those filters and say, is this something I'm gonna use all the time? Some people love company headcount. Some people don't care. Some people really care about company headquarters and locations. Others don't care. Now, the couple that I think are really important that are not automatically pinned that you should, um, one of them is connections of. We use it all the time for referrals. Then if you look under recent updates, job changes posted on LinkedIn and maybe mentioned in the news. I don't have mentioned in the news pinned. But what happens now is when you do a basic search, there is a column on the left-hand side that you can expand to see everything. But the column on the left-hand side will show everything that's pinned. So it makes it very simple to see all of the filters that you're going to use on a consistent basis. You can always expand and go to some other filters. But that pinned feature is very much underutilized. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And it's it's also not super intuitive. So yeah, it's thanks. good that you, you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's great that you walk through, hey, this is what this pin filter is, is all about. And this is this is how it helps save you clicks. Because because the first time I played with it, it was like, okay, I'm done pinning, but what's changed? So it's good that you're talking about it. Well, the, the other thing is what happens often is you forget what filters you have available to you. So when you pin the ones that you know you care about, 
is just easy to scan. And you go, oh, yeah, of course, that one I cared about. Exactly. Exactly. So you were starting with the base search. Yeah. And so so it, when you go through, and, and I'm going to say, again, play, but there are categories. There's company, role, personal. And personal is like the industry that they're in, the years experience, groups that they're in. Um, it's like about them personally, not necessarily about their company. Um, so there's company, role, personal. Then you have buyer intent, which I think is very weak. But there are a couple things. In fact, Yvonne, who's on the call, we just did this. She was looking for a very spe specific persona that was following her company page. And in mm. Sales Navigator, we recognized there were 120 people that met her ideal persona That's all that are already following her company page. That's a great filter. I mean, not only do they know who she is and they know the work that she does, but they cared enough to click the bell to follow the company, right? That's such a big deal. So, you know, that may be something that's important, especially if you're, you're on a marketing campaign where your company page is out there. That's a great way to build a list to see, oh, look at who I'm attracting to the company page inside of Sales Navigator. The other one is viewed your profile recently. I don't know if it's 30 days or 90 days. In, when you look at who's viewed your profile, it's 90 days. But when I look at that filter, it just looks like 30 days. So I am not 100% sure, sure. Um, on, on what it's supposed to actually do. Oh, no, I just clicked on it. And now it's it has over 2,000. So that has to be over 90, 90 days. So that has updated, which is good because I was a little concerned. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, uh, you know, so I think, you know, I think that that's important. So go through all of those categories. Oh, also workflow. This and geography. I miss those. But workflow is a big one. You can create lead lists and then search those lead lists for certain opportunities, right? So, yeah. um, for example, let's say I'm going to stick with Yvonne's example. Yvonne has now a lead list of 120 people that are following her company when she wants to find out how many of those people recently posted, she can, she can actually search the lead list. So let's say our, you're, you have a lead list of chief marketing officers, which is different than the lead list of um, chief revenue officers. And they're going to care about different things, Thanks. right? We want to categorize them and save the searches. The new saved search is a silly saved search. It's a toggle. You could search for an hour before you recognize nice that best. that's the saved search, but it's a little toggle that you turn on. And when you turn on that toggle, it will automatically save the search based on all those filters. You can go in and change the name of that search if you'd like. Yeah. Yep. So once upon a time, there was a nice button that said save. Yes. Which is very intuitive. Now you just toggle on and it does the same thing that the save button used to do. So now we have our base search based on everything that we, we think is perfect for whatever campaign or whatever we're, go, we're going after, right? So that's our base search. Now 
we want to hit that relationship button for first base. Now, first base can do lots of things, right? So it's it's connections. When you click the plus on your first degree, second degree, team link, which you need to have uh, a team. Even and you have you also have group members, which is really interesting. So group members is a a uh, you know if you wanted to search groups that you're in. Uh, I I don't use it a lot, but Jack Hubbard uses the groups a ton mm-hmm. really well. So, yeah. you know, people do that. Um, so, you know, really going to that, I personally like now the first degree. There's also a, now a team link executive. So your executives, if you have a big sales navigator license, your executives or your board of directors or anyone who's not on Sales Navigator but is willing to be part of the business development process actually will get a Team Link license. They don't see Sales Navigator, but the license allows the salespeople to see who those folks are connected to, even if they're not a first degree connection. Mm, and that so that's powerful. It's very powerful. And from what I understand, those are unli- if you had a certain subscription level, the team link is unlimited free. So if you have 100 board members and 250 executives who are not actively selling, so they're not going to pay for a license, yeah. they can connect through this, this team link, team ex- link extended i think i have to get i think it's team link extended uh or team extended link i have to find but anyway it is available and so you can search just the executives or the board members that are part of that um that group and that's really powerful if your ceo is connected to to someone um that you want to meet chances are there's a good chance that they they make an introduction for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people at the C-suite, they want to, they want to speak to their peers rather than to a sales account executive. And so it just can make a tremendous difference for you. Yeah. And if you have a board like banks, we, this is very popular in banks. The bank's board, they could have 250 local businesses on the board. They have a board solely for the purpose of business development. It's really not like they care about their insights. They say they do, but they really care about the business that they'll bring in, right? So mm-hmm. most of them don't. But if you have Team Link Extend, it is Team Link Extend, and all your board members offer that up to your business bankers, they can now search and filter those connections. And now the, the board members can make strategic introductions for the bankers and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Good awesome. deal. So, so now we, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You go. No, I was just going to say, so, yep. So you talked about the, the base search and then the first base search. Um, at least you were, so first base search, you, you've set up your base search and Bryn, then you're basically going to connections and clicking the first. 
Yeah, and you can send unlimited messages to your first degree connections. Don't send unlimited messages to your first degree <laughs> connections, but you can. Now, there are a few things. You can hop on your mobile and send a little video message if you want. You can send them a link to a poll if you want them to vote. You can ask for their opinion on something. You can go and engage on content that they've shared since we used the shared on LinkedIn. We could have used the shared on LinkedIn in the last 30 days. Yes, the last yeah, 30, 30 days. days always, always. Um, right. And then we can engage and then thank them for sharing that content and maybe find more content like that content. So much we can do with the first degrees. But the magic is in the seconds. Talk about that a little bit. Yes. So the second degree connections, the one of the beauties of SalesNav is that it's like a, a Rolodex for those that remember it. Um, let's just say jet fueled. So at a whole different level. So it allows you to see who your immediate network first that we call first degree connections are in turn connected to on the platform. So it gives you visibility that you would never have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So you, yeah. you could be going to your child soccer games and sitting next to someone and talking to them all the time and never realize that that person is directly connected to someone you've been trying to reach for the past 12 months. But looking at Sales Navigator and looking at, okay, who are this person's connections? There's some, oh my goodness moments. Oh, and I've had them. Yeah, I, I they're amazing. You're like, I mean, I had a situation, this was years ago, where my client knew a prospect at TD Bank. And I had said, hey, I've been trying to get into Rob Curley forever at TD Bank. How do you know him? And he's like, oh, we go way back. Both our boys have juvenile diabetes and we've been in the same group and da, 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 da. He's my buddy. So now he made an introduction. And remember, I'd been prospecting forever and I never got a response. And within 20 minutes, I was still sitting with my client. I got a response that said, Monday morning, 10 a.m., here's the address. I could have had a trip to Europe oh scheduled. I was gonna, <laughs> I would, would be rescheduling that trip. So I went down and I said to him, and it's a longer story than this, but I said, you know, so how did I get here? And why now? And he goes, well, uh, if Rob Petkov asks me to do something and I'm doing it, he's one of the greatest guys I know. And then I said, well, if I could show you how to you, you get your bankers to book appointments like this, he's like, okay, here's the date. Are you available? Oh, by the way, how much? Best, fastest mm -hmm. sale ever. Wow. Yeah. It was wow. awesome. Yeah. So, and still TD Bank has been our client on and off for 11 years. Longer than Social Sales Link, actually. Before Social Sales Link existed, he was my client. Client. Look at that. Yep. Yeah. So the power of referrals and what we call mm -hmm. second base. And lots of you have, you know, you've been trained to ask for referrals and you might have someone you just 
sign paperwork with and you mm -hmm. did the right thing. You said, is there anyone else that you know who could use my services? And what do you usually get? I'll let you know. I'll think about it. But with the second degree connections, you can do the work and find out who those people are. So as Bryn said, that's where the magic is. So good, let's see, two things to, to wrap up with. Uh, we've talked about personas. We've talked about base searches, no initial first and second. The next thing is starting to save your leads and accounts so you can put Sales Navigator's algorithm to work for you and start to organize people on mm -hmm. SalesNav. And of course, the cool thing is when you save someone on Sales Navigator, they're not notified. So right. on LinkedIn, you know, you look at your profile, they get notified, but Sales Nav. Well, if you look at their profile on Sales Navigator, they they could be notified. But you have the ability to turn that off, but the follow, they're not notified, right? Yeah. Yep. And and the other beautiful thing is you can save anyone on Sales Navigator. So they don't have to be a first degree connection for you to save them. And so that's true of, you've got leads that you can save and accounts that you can save. Now, my understanding is the good news is when you're starting to build your, your organize everybody, when you save a lead, the account that they're associated with is also saved. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, well, saves you the time that pun was not intended, but it does save you the time of having to do both. Yeah, Brent, anything on, on saving before we wrap up with lists? So two things. We talked about saving the little toggle button, which saves the search. That search is dynamic. That search is created by LinkedIn. And if there are more folks that enter your network. For example, I'm connected to Stan. If Stan connects to someone that matches that criteria, they're going to be added to that list. It's dynamic. When you actually save the leads and you categorize them, those are static. They are controlled by us. No one else will leave or enter that list without our attention, without us actually doing that. And there are reasons for both, um, the, but when we're categorizing, it's much better to have those saved leads and the saved searches are the, the bigger list. That makes sense. Yes, yes, exactly. So uh, Kurt is asking, should you remove a profile in LinkedIn Sales Navigator after you've connected with them? That is a great question. You can actually move them to a first degree category. Um, so it depends on how you're using this. And um, there are uh, there are some folks that have a category that said move that says move to CRM. So you can you can move them from one list to another. You can add them to a new list and take them off of a list. Now let's say you have a list of 500 second degree connections. You open up that list, you know, you've worked it and you click on first degree and seven of those 500 are now first degrees. You can highlight all of them, 
add them to a first degree list, a first base list, if you want to. It could be an existing first base list or a new one. And then you can highlight them all and remove them from the second base list. So, you know, you can keep them in their own list. Now, those are, the, you know, those lists, I'm wrong. They will automatically, in the dynamic list, they will automatically, oh, in the saved lists, the dynamic list will automatically be updated. All right, let me, I was, I got, I got them conflated. The dynamic list, I have first base and second base. When someone moves from second base to first base, that list will automatically be updated as long as it's that same list. The saved search is where you do what I just said. The saved, no, the saved leads. My, I'm getting tongue-tied. The saved leads that are static, the ones that you've created, you can move from category to category if you choose to. Yeah. I'm sorry. So it's the saved searches that are dynamic because as people change what's on their profile, they're going to show up in a different. Right. So if the category is. So let's say Kurt is my second degree connection. But after today, I go out and I connect with Kurt and he becomes my first degree. He is going to leave the second degree list and he is going to become, and he's, that's the dynamic thing. And because he now meets the criteria of my first base list, he will move over there. So, yes. Okay, good. I'm glad that was helpful. Um, so dynamic is your saved searches. Your saved leads are what you personally control. Yep. So we yeah. just segued right into lists, which is, it's, as Bryn was saying, that's what, that's what you control. The lists are what you set up. We always suggest mm -hmm. set up a list of clients. Mm -hmm. set up a list of prospects and then you can you can be super creative you know you can create lists of partners of competitors so you exclude them from your searches so lots of ways that you can use lists but as Bryn mentioned you set those up and leader account can be on multiple lists if that makes sense but it helps you to <laughs> excellent connected with us we're glad to Kurt absolutely so good well i think we can wrap up with that i'm hoping this helps folks that are just getting started with sales nav mm -hmm. and are just trying to get a handle on okay what do i do first because this definitely is not linkedin it's very you know it's interesting someone explained to me uh, a long time ago so so sales navigator is an interface that has been put on top of LinkedIn. So it's pulling from LinkedIn's data, but it's a very different animal. And I thought that was interesting. It's like a, a window that's been, or yeah. that's been put on. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. So for you guys that are listening, whether you're on the replay or the podcast or you're here live, if you are interested, we have a free public library. If you go to socialsaleslink.com slash library, if you're here live, you can scan. Um, 
all of our content, the, the podcasts are there. There's resources and eBooks and all kinds of things. And you will be invited to uh, our, a free coaching session once a month. So join the library. Stan, myself, and Bob Woods will be thrilled to have you as part of that community. Absolutely. It's, it's a dynamic community. And um, not only do you learn from us, but you learn from other people in the community, which can be enormously helpful. So it's socialsaleslink.com slash library. All right, Stan, let's take this in for a landing. Super. Well, thank you much, Bryn. I look forward to the next time. And um, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening. And join us again for more insights on Sales Navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and social selling.